If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix. Hi, this is A Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature, and deeply enjoying the result. My name is Marnix, and here's my co-host, Jen. Woo! Good morning. Yeah, <laughs> morning. Oh. So, we are doing our third episode, and um, are you enjoying yourself, you know, doing this? Yeah, I have so far. I'm sure I will continue to. How about you? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool, and I think... I think we'll get better at it. I think we get even more uh, relaxed and more used to to um, to this idea of how it's how people will listen to it and what might be interesting for them. So, in a way, we have to be a, a little bit conscious of of what we are saying and what we're telling people, you know, because um, the stuff we talk about is 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 very normal for us. We talk about this all the time. Like we have had so many conversations, but um, it's good to realize that, you know, hopefully many people who, who, who tune into this or who listen to this afterwards um, will not be um, as used to this conversation as we are. So we have to take that into account and, 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 and make it really very simple for everybody. So that, that I think will, get better at that but you know the, the 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 fun part of course is the energy and and you know just liking the fact that we are here and we don't have to we don't have to be perfect you know there's no <laughs> there's no gold medals waiting for us somewhere along the line and we just talk about the stuff yeah. we would like to, to talk about yeah and it's easy to forget that we're so familiar with talking about it that we kind of go off on our own little tangents, but it's important to remember that for some people, what we're saying is new. So we need to slow down a little bit yeah. and explain ourselves sometimes. Yeah. 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 So today, the topic of today, um, I came up with that at the end of the second uh, episode of the show out of nowhere. And, and, and well, just because I, I, I said it at the end of the, of the, of the previous show, we're stuck to, we're stuck, you know, we have to, we have to talk about it. And it's the very shitty topic of happiness. And then you added, uh, not taking yourself seriously. I, I really like that one. Um, so, um, maybe, maybe we could talk a little bit about, about happiness because it's one of those things that everybody, seems to look forward to, that everybody seems to um, hunt for or chase after in life. But most of the time when you ask people, what does it even mean, happiness? You know, many yeah, people don't know. Many people don't know. <laughs> no, and philosophers have for years tried to figure out, do we ch should we chase happiness? 
happiness? Is that what our goal is? Should we really be doing that? Or is that kind of a selfish thing? And, and should we be going in another direction? Yeah. So there's a lot of debate about it. But I think that it's pretty important to feel happy and to enjoy our time here. Uh, why would we have to feel like that's selfish? I think that's the greatest gift that you can give to uh, the people around you is to be happy. Yeah. So I don't see it as selfish. I see it more as a gift. To feel happy, you have to feel loving inside and you have to be enjoying yourself. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. I can't see any, how anybody can turn that into being something well, I, well, if you're on Twitter, I, you, you know that people are able to do that because they can turn anything into <laughs> something evil. But, um, well, you answered a question I wanted to ask you, and that is, what, what, is it, what, is, what is happiness? And you said, well, it's a loving oh. feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling, for sure. A feeling that we feel inside. We know when we're happy and when we're not because mm -hmm. of the way we feel. Mm -hmm. And that is usually the result of what we're thinking. I think it's always the result of what we're thinking, mm. in fact. Yeah. Because you, know, you can't I, be... You, go ahead. Well, when I, I, when I... in This afternoon, just before the, we recorded this, we, we started to re do the recording, I went to the park in, a, in, in Amsterdam. It's really hot here, like 32, 33 degrees Celsius. Ooh. And um, I was on my scooter and uh, driving through the... The city, and I always have these 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 cool reflections when I'm on my scooter, and and then I thought on about happiness, and and this is what what came up for me, and it's not very sexy and not very not not very warm, but I thought happiness is is actually the absence of feeling unhappy, and because many people know what it feels like to be unhappy, or you know, or miserable. Mm -hmm. So when you don't That's feel, familiar. Yeah. yeah. So when you don't feel that, when, you, when there is an absence of, of feeling worried or anxious or, you know, uh, whatever, all the, all the, all the, the ways uh, unhappiness can, can uh, project itself. The absence of unhappiness is, is happiness. The, the absence of thoughts about that you're not good enough or that you have shitty life or your future will suck or the past was awful or everybody in your life is crazy and you're the only person who is sane or all these things we can come up with. Um, it seems that the only thing that can get in the way of our happiness is our thinking. Because whenever we have, when we don't have any thinking going on, we feel great, you know, just just think of the phenomenon that's called being in flow or being in the zone. Now, most people know know about that, know know what it have have had a personal experience with that, and it actually means that you feel really good and that life is very simple, and that everything seems to go in a very natural, very effortless way. Like you 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 run. Uh, you go for a run and your mind is empty and clear and you just run and you just feel good. And, and it's not, there's no complication going on. Or you play a musical instrument or you see a really, really cool movie or you're outside and watching a sunset. Those times when life seems to be directly um, influencing your, um, your feelings of presence, 
You know, you're, you're totally in life. You're totally in the moment. There's no thinking that I should still do this to become better than who I am already. It's like very direct, um, um, close connection to life itself. And at, at those moments when we feel really guided and nourished and, and, and like life takes us by the hand, we tr- really trust it. In those moments, we, we never think, we never worry. And I think those moments, you could call them happy or they, co- they come close to happiness. So um, it, it looks to me that happiness is like our normal state of being whenever we are not caught up in our mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, when we're not caught up in a story. Mm-hmm. Because our life, our whole life is a story. We make up things in our head and then they turn into reality in our lives. And so if we're not making any of that up and we don't have beliefs and judgments that are going on, then we're in the present moment and just experiencing what's going on. And it makes sense that that would be happy. That would be a happy time. Well, just take a look it's at young, young children. You know, baby, mm-hmm. babies can, they can, they are happy most of the time. And, and when they're, when they're not happy, it's because they, you know, their diapers are full or because they're <laughs> in pain or because they are hungry. So they're not really sad. They just make this sound because they can't do anything about it themselves. But most of the time, at least, you know, especially young, very young children and babies, you can see these, 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 these endless depths in their eyes this endless wonder. Um, they are extremely happy in the most pure form that is probably possible. And, and we, we, most, most children are very happy for the, for the first couple of years. They're happy. They don't have anything to worry about. They think they can do and become everything they want to. You know, they, they can, they can, they're the best dancers in the world and the best singers, and they can play soccer better than anybody else, and they can become a knight and a, and a wizard if they want to, and a nurse and a pilot, and, a, and, a, and they, can, you know, they can be and do anything they want. And then when we get to focus on our intellect on you know on the concepts that we carry around in our heads life becomes more complicated when we when we become adults when we get responsibility it seems like we're almost um, covering up this natural feeling of well-being that we're born with so coming you know if you see it in that respect uh, happiness is not something you attain by building yourself a way up to some some specific place to the top it's just by getting rid of mm-hmm. stuff it's more like negating stuff that you uncover something that is already there yeah that makes perfect sense and i think babies exude love you watch anybody who picks up a baby and what do they do they immediately start to smile and you can see that all of a sudden, they're feeling happy. They're in the moment. They're looking at the baby. Hmm. The baby just is pouring love out of themselves, and the a person holding the baby feels the same thing. Yeah. It's like we're reminded of something in an instant, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but we're always chasing after, after happiness. And I think many people who are into self-help and self-development and stuff like that, they, they read all these books and all these blogs and, all, and they watch all these videos about attaining happiness. And then 
what you see, what you often see uh, described is trying to feel happy gets in the way of feeling happy. Now, this is one of these, you know, these mind-blowing, paradoxical, fucked-up things you don't really like to hear because we can't do anything with it. Like, so I want to be happy. So what do you do? Well, stop trying to be happy. Well, how do I do that? You know, (laughs) how do you stop to try and be happy? Well, you can't. Mm -hmm. But you can realize that happiness is... Um, what we are born with. It's our innate state of, of being when we're not caught up in our thinking. And we know that. We, have, we get glimpses of that. We're reminded of that lots of times in our lives. But we always try to find happiness in the world of form, in the world of things, in the world of stuff. And although most people realize that you'll never find it there because there's so many miserable billionaires and rock stars and film stars, right? Who have everything that most people would only could only dream of. And they're still very miserable. So we know it. There are these signs everywhere that tell us, no, no, that's not the way to go. Still, we do it. We try it because we, we always think, oh, yeah, whatever. Sure. I can do it. I can be rich and happiness, happy. And of course you can, but... I think the right order would be happiness, rich motherfucker, like happiness first. <laughs> and then you can be whatever you want to on top of that. You know, there's, there's no, it's not, it's not a bad thing to want beautiful stuff. You know, it's not an unspiritual thing to, to, to want to, to collect houses and swimming pools and lovers and, you know, it's okay, but it won't get you anywhere. And we know that we deeply inside, we know that. So um, what, what, you know, when it comes to happiness, would you say that you are a happy person right now? I think for the most part, yes. Yeah. It, and I'm, I know how to do happy. I know how to be happy. I know how to Tell feel us. that. <laughs> and that yeah. helps a lot. That helps a lot. Well, it's what you've already said. You, uh, I think, first of all, you kind of decide that you're going to be happy. You have to want to be happy to be happy. But you don't have to feel like you need to make it happen. If you want to be happy, you just get yourself present in the moment and void of all the, the feelings that bring you down. Try to get rid of the idea that you're not enough. Don't have those ideas in your head. And I know it's hard because we're so conditioned to believe the things that we're told and become the things that we're told we are. But we aren't any of those things. We can be, in fact, we can be every day something new, mm. somebody new, if we want but you it, can wake up and but you know if, and you, tell, feel, if, tell, if you tell it like, like this and, and 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 let me let me let me go and sit on the chair of of maybe many listeners it sounds way too easy like you know if you want to feel happy just feel happy so how, what if i'm very depressed how how can i just feel happy how does it work is that even possible because are we not are we not dismissing this whole um, uh, this whole idea of that we can be in, in deep pain and that we can have sorrow and that we can mourn and that we are uh, your heart can be broken when somebody leaves you stuff like that how do you, how do you take that that into account when you talk about just being happy 
Well, I think it is a maybe it is a little bit of a process because we're so conditioned to believe that we are what everybody has told us we are. And we really, I think for myself anyway, I had to get out of that victim mode. I had to stop feeling like it was poor me who had had this done or that done. And there was, that was the reason that right there was the reason I couldn't be happy because of this and that and the things that happened. It's not true. You can get beyond whatever's happened in your life. Mm-hmm. Anybody. And people find that hard to believe, too, because they think, well, how can that be? Because this happened to me, I can't get over it, and I feel sad. And, but you can. As yeah. soon as you stop feeling like you've been victimized and you're stuck in that place, you're stuck in being that person, when you get over that notion, and I think you do have to forgive people who have done wrong things to you or that you feel you've been wronged by, and you don't forgive people for their sake, you forgive people for your own sake. Because when you forgive, then you can let it go. Yeah. But if you're not feeling like you are ready to forgive, then you're still dwelling, you're still in victim mode. And I don't think you can reach happiness that way. True happiness. Hmm. There's happy and there's happy. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes we, it's, it's, it's like we, 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 we desperately want to hold on to our, our grudge and to our, you know, um, feeling wronged by somebody. And what, what, when you just were, were talking about this, what, what, what came up for me is that we, we tend to say that I feel unhappy because this specific thing happened to me. But if you take a look at that, it doesn't make sense because most of the things that people say that cause their happiness happens to other people too. And not, not everybody is miserable, right? So if that would be, if that would be causality, if that would be the truth, like this specific thing uh, results in this specific feeling, then one, everyone who was in that experience should have exactly the same amount of pain and uh, victimhood and uh, depression. And two, Many things in my life have happened a couple of times. And I've seen many different responses inside of me to the same circumstance. Like sometimes I got really frustrated and angry or sad. Sometimes I didn't really care that much, you know, when, when the same thing happened. So there must be going on something there. Something must, must be telling something uh, there, uh, it must tell us something that that it can feel that way that you know if circumstances not directly cause our feelings and our emotions there must be a middleman and this is that's of course what we talk about we talk about the fact yeah well circumstances are even made up right because we can only call something a cir- circumstance if we know about concepts about how the world works about blue and red and left and right and man and, and woman, we have to know about all of this that in order to, to call something even a circumstance. Now, you can, you can be on the, on the freeway and standing in a traffic jam, not, not moving anywhere, and you can feel totally pissed off. 
You know, you can be in a hurry and you, you will be late at your job and people will be waiting for you and you feel restless and you could be swearing in the car for an hour. And then if, if somebody asks you when you, when you, you know, arrive at your work and ask you, how come you're so mad? You could say, well, that's because of the, the traffic. You know, the traffic caused my anger. Now, whenever you, ha- you know, for, for every, every person who has, has, has been standing still on, on, the, on the freeway or, or wherever and just looked around in other cars, there were always people singing or just peeling an orange or whatever, closing their eyes and taking a moment of meditation. And they're in the same traffic jam. Well, they're not. Because they're in their version of the traffic jam. And their version might be a cool one or an okay one, you know. Let's say you, you hate to be in traffic, but, but one day you, you fall in love and you're in traffic. And while you're in traffic, you have all the time in the world to, to reflect on how cool your new lover is and how much you love her and enjoy her. And you think all these naughty things that you did to her, you know, the day before. And you're standing in traffic and you love standing in traffic. <laughs> now, normally you would hate it. So what's that about? So that's one of those millions and millions and millions of signs we can get that we never respond to circumstances. It's always our own perception in the moment, our own thinking in a moment that causes whatever we feel. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so... It's such a shock to realize that, too, that, that most of us don't recognize that everybody has a completely different experience. And that can only be because of their thinking, I believe. Like if you go to a movie, if two people go to a movie, they watch the movie and they come out of the movie and they both say, well, they have different, completely different experiences. One maybe loved it, the other might have hated it. Yeah, And you think, well, how could they have disliked that? That was a great movie. No, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> and they both have ideas about why their viewpoint is right. Yeah, Neither viewpoint is right. It's only the experience and what was going on in your thinking that brought you to that. So the experience is, is real, but, cool. it's, but it's not true. <laughs> now, there's a difference. Right. Like you can say, I love Trump. Well, why not? You know, people say that. And they do. <laughs> they, they do, love, I know. They, they love Trump and they love everything he stands for. And whenever he says something that doesn't make sense, which is like every five minutes, they don't really see it that way. <laughs> so there you see, this, yeah. that's a perfect example of how the same, the same person can cause extremely different uh, responses. And, 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 <laughs> and, and some people hate, hate the man and some people love the man. And, and their experience of him seems to be very genuine. Like, no, this is, I, I watch him and I see this asshole. Or I watch him and I see this guy who's going to save the United States. And both, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, you're giving something away. But both, both persons who are watching this, this same person, they have a completely different experience and their experience is real and seems to be caused by the person because when they look at him and listen to him, this is what happens to them. But we simply don't see that this is our own show, that we're watching our own movie. Our own worldview is playing out in the, uh, in the way we, um, we look and, at people and experience people and see people. And even, 
even smell. You know, I love being at a gas station. I don't know why, because, you know, petrol doesn't really smell like roses or freshly cut grass, but I love the, 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 the smell of petrol. I don't know why. I have no idea. I do too. Yeah? <laughs> I do too. And yeah, and yet my husband doesn't like it very much. No. I have one daughter who loves it like me. We can yeah. just stand there and smell it. <laughs> yeah. It's just And just it's so random. And, and, and the cool mm-hmm. thing is that it's, it, it, it's, when we're not talking about this, just to, to, to diminish the fact that we have all these experiences and does, that it doesn't mean anything. Well, in a way, it doesn't mean anything. It's not personal. But from the other side, it's the most important thing we have because it's how we perceive life. So it must be important. It's very, it's very unique. My perception of life is different than yours, and yours is different than the perception your husband had, which is different than the perceptions your daughters have. So there's one planet, and there are 7.6 billion worlds, and we hardly ever appreciate the fact that that's going on. And that's why we argue so much, because we all think inside that we are watching the same world so we don't understand that how some people can enjoy stuff that we hate and vice versa. So we're going to talk about this uh, and how amazing it is to get to wake up to this, no, this notion and to knowing this and appreci- appreciate this. And then it won't dull out your experience. It will make it only richer because when you know where it comes from, where the experience comes from, it won't scare you so much, Right. We have one minute left. And you said very professionally. You won't take it so personal. (laughs) You won't take it so personally. You start to look at things and be a whole lot less serious about it because you realize it's just your thinking. It's just the perspective you're coming from. The beliefs you have make you feel a certain way. But but do you think think it's, it's helpful not to take ourselves so seriously as most people do? Because, you know, oh, it, it seems that the world is a very serious place. Or don't you agree? It seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem that way. Yeah. Where it's not. It's not. It doesn't yeah. have to be. No. And, and maybe we can talk about that a little bit more. Uh, or maybe we're going to talk about that a little bit more <laughs> in the second part of episode three about happiness. And we're going to talk about um, not taking yourself so seriously. And so uh, um, here's the break. See you in a few minutes. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is a magnificent mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powells, or their guest today, please call in to one 888 
1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to insearchofapeacefulmind at gmail.com. Now, back to A Magnificent Mind. We're back um, for a uh, second half of episode three of uh, A Magnificent Mind. And uh, <laughs> the last time I realized after recording, after we, we uploaded the recording, I realized that I have been calling this the perfect mind for 500 times. But it's actually called <laughs> A Perfect Mind. And maybe if we listen to it, the promo will say This Perfect Mind, which is all perfect. <laughs> Right? We'll, it is. We'll, we'll find out what matter. it's called somewhere along the way. So it um, doesn't really matter. So we, we promised um, before, the, before the break, we promised to take the time to talk a little bit about not taking ourselves too seriously. And I would like to know, um, did you use to take yourself very seriously? And, and, and what changed? And is that helpful? Oh, I used to take myself and my thoughts very seriously. I thought if I had a thought that it really had to mean something and I needed to pay attention to that and think about it and think about it some more and figure my way through it. And I, I bought into that so much and it made me so serious. It left no room for fun because you were, I was always finding myself in a place where there was always another thought <laughs> that led to another very extensive view of what that meant. And when you're doing that, you can't enjoy life and you can't feel happy. And most of those thoughts are self-limiting thoughts, for me anyway. They're thoughts of not being enough, not being able to accomplish enough, not being... Um, not being who I wanted to be and feeling like I was stuck being who I was and didn't have any choices. And all of this is made up. Mm. That was such a nice thing to find out, yeah. that all of it is made up. Who I think I am is made up. The thoughts I have about not being enough, those are made up too. Mm. And I don't need to believe them. I don't need to hang on to them and, and believe that I'm a shy person and I'm a serious person and all of the things that I was always told right from the time I was probably three years old. Mm. I was told I was very shy. Oh, you're so shy. Look at you. Look at you. So shy. And yet here I am today talking on the radio. Yeah. Not a very shy thing to do. No. I realized one day that I wasn't shy at all. <laughs> Not even. You just I mean, thought I, you I were. Could, yeah. I just thought I was shy. Yeah. And as you think that, you begin to believe it, and then you build your beliefs around it. Well, I am shy, so I'll have to behave this way. And now, oh, I don't have to talk because I'm shy. Mm -hmm. You can buy into it. You can set up your beliefs around it, your judgments, and then it becomes a thing. But you can also drop all of that away, and you can become and be whatever you want to become and be, and, and which is pretty liberating. What I... What I what I wonder is, uh, is, is, you know, we have all these ideas about who we are and who we are not and who we want to be and who we're supposed to be and who we were and, and how, I, how everybody else is and all these comparisons and complicated shit going on constantly. Now, when people start to feel depressed about that, 
and or restless or uncomfortable about that they tend to want to change it now there are all way all kinds of 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 methods and 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 plans and and philosophies around changing you know becoming a better person than we are and stuff like that we can go in, into therapy and we can do you know we can go back into our childhood days and feel the pain again and stuff like that so did you did you have to work on all these ideas you have about yourself very hard did you get have to get rid of them did you have to replace them with new ones well that's the other beautiful thing is no you don't have to because that's kind of buying into ideas again mm. you can just show up and be whoever you are in the moment which is pretty exciting mm. because it it allows you to just Drop all that other stuff away. You know, if you, if you um, let's say you show up in a social situation and you have stopped believing that you are who you are, that you've stopped believing the things you've been told for years, that you uh, are, let's go back to shy again, that you're shy and that uh, you know how to, how to role play that. You know how to go into a situation and be shy. But what about just going into that situation and responding with whatever shows up? Mm. That's a whole lot easier than responding with what you think you should be. Yeah. It's so much easier and it's so much fun <laughs> and it's available for anyone, anytime. Yeah. And I, I think that's try. It most, it most certainly is. And, you know, the thing with, with what you're just describing, with the shyness and these social circumstances is what we don't see is that you know, even when we, when we try to change it, when we try to change our so-called shyness, which is, doesn't really exist out there, it's just an idea and just means that we are very much, much in our head. Now, when we think that we have to change to become a more attractive, more fun, more uh, engaging person – we can read books about not being shy or being like the, the, the center of the attention at parties and stuff like that. And, and what you see happen most of the time is that we get, get so self-conscious that it works against us. Like we are, like, you know, when I, years ago, when I, uh, when I uh, thought I, I wasn't able to, to, uh, to woo uh, the uh, the other uh, a sex, you know that I wasn't I wasn't interesting enough for 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 women and and for girls even before that. Um, I thought I had to do and be a specific person. So I started to read about how to how to handle that, how to how to look like uh, a person with confidence. And so I had all these this this attitude, but because I was constantly thinking about how I was supposed to behave. I was never present. So I came off as a very um, ungrounded, unpresent person that didn't really care about somebody else because I, I couldn't listen to somebody because I was constantly thinking about my strategy. And mm -hmm. what does it mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's flipping her hair. Let's, oh, let's, what did it mean? I read about that. <laughs> what now, does that mean? Yeah. yeah does oh, it mean that she likes me or that she wants me to go away? <laughs> oh, now she's switching her foot. Oh, now she's picking up a glass. Oh, now she's watching over my shoulder. I was constantly analyzing, which meant I was never, yeah. I was never, ever conscious within the, 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 the conversation. 
I wasn't there. I wasn't open to to just be with somebody and listen to them and, and be be aware of the fact that I was in connection with somebody. I was trying to look like somebody. I was trying to, to score points, to impress. And all of these things got in the way of my natural ability to just be with somebody because it's extremely simple to be in a conversation and to be with somebody and to be interested in, 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 in another human being. And by being interest, by genuinely being interested in somebody else, they feel the connection. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to look like somebody who, is, who seems to be interested. Or, you know, when you follow all these pickup artist books, you, 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 they, they always recommend you being a, the biggest asshole in the world because they say, well, that's what women <laughs> like. You're just, you know... <laughs> Just yeah, just make her feel bad because she will yeah she will be a big you forever yeah <laughs> you know just uh, just insult her the you know as, as deep deeply as you can and she, and she'll ask for your phone number straight away and and this is what happens when we when we're up in our head when we're not present when we think oh this person doesn't like me or I'm not funny enough or that's what we call shy so we're so up in our head that the other person doesn't feel a connection. And it's not really interested in being with us. And then we say, well, they're not mm-hmm. wanna be, they don't want to be with us because we are shy. No, it's because you're not present, because you're not interested in the other person, because you're only interested in yourself. Now, that's not very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we're telling you, you're fucked up because you believed all the things you've been told for so many years. Stop yeah. believing them. Yeah. And you'll be okay. Well, or maybe you're still <laughs> fucked up, but you'll be a much more interesting person because you are so you'll much You'll have more, a lot more fun. Yeah, at least at least one person will have fun. <laughs> you know, and, and probably other people will follow. But yeah, we're fucked up by all the, the things we we think about ourselves and how we would, you know, are supposed to come across. I should be a real man. You know, I wrote a blog about that yesterday, how, how my idea about what being a real man you know, I, I took it from the Playboy magazine. Now, that's a, a pretty twisted worldview. But that, I thought that that would, you know, in Playboy magazine, they described these real men. And but he had all these very specific traits and they were rich. And they were all assholes. And they were all like this. And they all wore this. They, they had this watch and they... Now, we all have these ideas, you know, if these ideas about how we should be in order to to find a person that loves us or finds us interesting. And then again, when we are when we come in contact with the person who doesn't give a shit about all of that, we find that so refreshing. Right? This is such an authentic person. He doesn't really care about how he comes across. And we love it. We love people who don't give a shit about what they look like. Because deep down inside we want to be like that. And deep down inside, we are like that. So um, all this pretending can, and even can deliver some some of the goods, you know, for for people. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it does. But you and we always, have to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But you will always feel like a fraud because you always feel yeah. like you were. It wasn't really you who did all of that. Now it took me fifty-two years or maybe just a little less, but I'm 52 right now, to find out that the less fucks I give about if I'm 
uh, you know, if people love me or if I am awesome or if my posts on Facebook are amazing or if, you know, I'm, my body is perfect, the less, less I care about that, the more my authentic energy shines through, the, 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 the more attractive I become. For the right people, let me say that, you know, because there's still a lot of people who don't really care too much about me. And you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Why would you love? Why would you want to work after the whole world love you, right? Yeah. Oh, that I don't think that would be a good goal, a good uh, thing to want to achieve. No, because there will be. There will always be people that don't like me and people that do like me. It doesn't matter. Don't care. No, it doesn't have any effect. Other feelings about anymore. yourself don't don't come from other people anyway. You know exactly. Well, yeah, I, so like, I think what we're telling people is be like the baby. You don't have to know anything to actually get out there and be happy. You just yeah. have to drop away a lot of things, drop away a lot of thinking, experience the the moment that you're in. But come on, Jen, and we're in a serious world. How can I be like the baby? <laughs> we have a mortgage to pay. We have jobs. We have you know, all these things going on. We have Trump in the White House. Are we just going to... Who tells you know? us how we should be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like him, well, of course. <laughs> right. No, but are, is like it, isn't, it, isn't it a very irresponsible thing to want to be like the baby? Well, you know what? The, the truth is that we're back to the energy now. We're going to talk about the energy for a minute. The energy that flows through us, within us, around us, that has an intelligence, that energy also has the answers to all the questions that you might ever want to ask. And if you, if you think less, things actually work out a whole lot better, like 100% of the time. We believe that we can think our way through situations and we can think our way through situations and make decisions, but it's not going to take you anywhere near where the energy will take you. If you let the energy flow and let the energy come through with answers and uh, to your questions, like how are you going to pay the mortgage? Well, you can use your brain and you can think your way through that and figure it out and it might be satisfactory. But if you use what you're born with, if you use the energy, just get quiet, ask the question, and stay quiet, the answers that will come will be so much more fun and so much more in alignment with who you are. You'll have the ability to live a completely different way, a new way, a creative way, mm -hmm. and the answers that come to you or through you will solve the problems that you're having. You have to have a little faith, though. You've got to have hope and faith. Mm. If you don't believe it, you won't get it. If you believe it, you will get it. Well, or at least become a little bit curious about it. You know, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's enough, you know, because and most people who have a very miserable life they have no other choice than becoming curious about something else. But you just realize that the mind doesn't solve everything, the personal mind. And whenever you've got mm -hmm. these, like this, yeah, well, that's always the intellect. 
And the intellect is the thing that creates problems all the time. The ego is the thing that is created to create problems. And it's in, 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 you know, from a survival perspective, it's very practical, you know, because negative people have, have always survived because they al- already saw a lot of bears before they even were there. So they were more prone to recognize danger and all the happy people, they were killed in the field dancing with the flowers in their hair by the bears. <laughs> but they have now, you know, so in an evolutionary way. That was then. That was then. Yeah. But now, was then. now, and the intellect always pretends to know what life will be like. No, you should do this. No, well, you can't do this. No. You, what, what I like to re- compare it with is, is people who worry about all, everything all the time. It's like they carry like a, like a whole bunch of umbrellas under their arm, like every single day, um, umbrellas, <laughs> like 20, 25 umbrellas they have under their arms and they go about their lives. And then five times a year, it rains. And then they open up an umbrella and they say, see, you know, I have an umbrella. I now, needed it. Now yeah. people, yeah, I needed it. There you go. Now people who don't have an umbrella, <laughs> They just go and hide under a tree or they, or they get wet and they don't give a shit or they stay inside. Now, this is what we do. We walk around with all these umbrellas for the what if moments in our lives. And all the what, all the what if moments, most of them don't even happen. And when they happen, we're way better off with a fresh answer to this to the situation than an answer we made up five years before that before we even knew what the situation was really like. So this is what we do. We're mm-hmm. constantly thinking about answers to questions we don't really know if they're, if they're asked any, any, anyhow. And that is mm-hmm. um, what goes through our mind most of the times, you know, because we're so, um, we feel so unsafe, most people. And mm-hmm. when you talk about this energy, only when you, connect to this energy which sounds probably way more woo woo than it is because it's it's here it's we know about we know what it's like to let go of worry and then have the solution presented when we don't think about it for a while we know about that we know about intuition gut feeling we all have had those things so it's very it's a very practical very normal thing actually what we talk about but the more you get a feel for this energy you talk about and you love to talk about and I love to talk about, the, the less you feel the tendency to carry umbrellas around because you know, you, know, you know that you will know what to do no matter what the weather is. Yeah, the less thinking, the better you'll be prepared. Really and, you, and truly. And you, you just improvise in the moment and we're so good at that because then mm-hmm. in the moment we know all the, all the pieces of the puzzle so we know what the puzzle can look like. But if I'm already worried about something next week, there's still a lot of pieces of the puzzle missing. So I can't make the whole puzzle right now. So why should I even try? And that's what we do all the time. So are we still talking about taking ourselves seriously? <laughs> <laughs> or not? And happiness. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of moved around. But it is all gearing towards happiness. Yeah, the and, things and, that we tell you about, and 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 you know the whole the whole taking yourself seriously thing is is, I I used to do that a lot like you, and I used to think that it was a an obligation in life in order to, well, because yeah I'm an adult so I have to be responsible. Now responsibility doesn't have to do anything about 
you know, to do with where, you know, carrying umbrellas. Responsible is trusting the energy you're born with to come up with solutions for stuff. That's responsible because you're, you're not using stale solutions that you came up years ago. That's not responsible. Like sometimes I, I ask people, they say, I worry about my kids. And I ask, why do you do that? And then they say, because I love them. And I say, what's the relation? What, is, what has that got to do with each other? I love my daughter. Like I love her to, to bits. I love her to pieces. But I don't worry about her because I know that she has this, the connection to the same energy that we have, that we were born with. I know that she's, she will know what to do in life when she knows what to do. And because she knows me around these things, because she knows how, I, how much I trust my own instinct, my own intuition, my own voice within, she knows that she has one too. So she, so she doesn't worry too much. Now, if I worry about my kid, it means that I am not listening to the voice inside of me, to the voice of intuition that well. I'm only listening to the intellect. And what does the intellect know in the end? It's just a bunch of stuff you've learned. The intellect is never fresh, right? Mm -hmm. Never has real creative thinking. Things that you didn't know all of a sudden surface that you know. And you go, where did that come from? Well, it's the knowledge that you have access to. And yes, worrying about our children is such a big one. I used to worry all the time. Now I still worry some of the time. Oh, you but do? When I am worrying. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When I am worrying, I know, I remember, I don't have to worry because they're fine. They're fine. Mm. And so when I'm around them, I can be more present. And we can enjoy each other a whole lot more rather than me showing up, worrying, being taken away by thoughts of what might be, what might happen. Don't have to do that. Don't have to do that. Yeah. And we know they'll be fine. Yeah, there's this... this, this and same this, with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So we, there's this tendency. We, it's, it's just something we learned that we have to take life seriously in order to, to be safe. And the opposite is true. Now, we, we can see this. We have, we, we've taken ourselves seriously for a very long time. So we, we're, we're, we're an authority in our own way about, you know, around this because I've, I've stopped mm -hmm. taking myself seriously seven years ago and I'm getting fairly good at it. And it only means that my life has become amazing. You know, by not, by not wanting to solve everything through my intellect, by not believing every thought I have going through my mind. I'm so much more open to intuition and to creativity and to the spur of the moment and to all these, all these amazing sparks of insight that help me, you know, have a more uh, surprising and, 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 and colorful life and playful life, you know. Because when you don't carry so much umbrellas, you can dance way more easy, you know? And I was always wearing, like, yeah. I had 50 umbrellas under my arm. And then I also had this cart, you know, carrying beside, you know, <laughs> at my back. And it contained, like, 200 more umbrellas. It's like... <laughs> yeah, we all have a certain number of umbrellas. Yeah. And it varies from person to person. But when you when you sort of lean into the feeling in your belly and you know that it feels good the thought that you're having, then you can trust that. You know that your intuition mm -hmm. 
is telling you that you're going in a good direction. And getting to do that more and more is a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. You can experience life completely different. And how do you know that? And dance. How, how do you know that you're there? How do you, how do you know that you have this connection? Is that? Well, if you have a thought and it doesn't feel good in your belly, you know what it feels like to feel good in your belly, and you know what it feels like to not feel good in your belly. If you have a thought and you have a good feeling in your belly, then that thought is probably a good direction to move in. It sounds pretty simple, and it actually is. Once you start trusting that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's another big one. This yeah. sounds way <laughs> too simple. You know, just take a look <laughs> at my life. It's so complicated. So tell me, where's the complication? Well, in my head. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I, I, and I know, and we talked about this in previous episodes, that we don't ever want to come across as disrespectful of, of, of the fact that we can suffer so deeply. We know that, but you know, yeah. people, people, yeah. so, so we could, we could fill every, every, each and every one of these episodes talking about suffering, but for most people, they do yeah. that anyway. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be yeah, just a, no, it wouldn't be just time for them to, to let go of the suffering a bit, even if it's just for this hour when they listen to us. And, and, and because when they take some distance from the suffering, They'll see that they have never lost the connection to the energy, and 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 new ideas arise uh, within the space that they that they then allow themselves to have. And I felt miserable for years, and I thought I had to, like, yeah, well, this is just how how I am, and let's just let's just keep it that way, like, you know. Oh, I thought that too. I thought this is just me. That's just me. And I actually thought other people felt the same way. I figured this must be the norm. And they do. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid it is the norm, but it doesn't have to be. No. And, and we, that nice feeling in your belly, you can have that a lot. And we'll talk about that more that. and more in, in, the, in the next episodes yeah. as well. So how about we're almost done. How about next episode we talk about creativity? Would you like that? Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah? That's a good direction to go. Yeah. Okay. Well... Uh, hope that you are uh, there will be uh, you will be there next episode we love doing this and we're going to do it till uh, until eternity maybe or till one of us dies and that's probably the same yeah. so until next time <laughs> and you know yeah. yeah marnix has created a facebook group anybody who wants to join in is most welcome yeah. i'll get let you say the name of it marnix your favorite uh, name a magnificent mind. A magnificent mind. See you there. Look us up. Bye bye. Join us there. Bye. bye for now. Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.